But I want you to know tonight you got faith In your trial, in your test, in your hard time Good evening, I'm Hezekiah L. Montgomery, host of The Man in the Mirror, and the war is on. Tonight we're discussing, where is your faith? This show is an open forum show, and if you want to chime in, just call in um, to our guest line, which is 917-889-2271, and press number one on your phone. And you'll be in, and if you want to, you know, say something, just give us a cue, and you'll be able to um, talk as well or ask any questions. Um, I'm going to intro, uh, and without further ado, I'm going to bring first bring on our co-host, Michelle Johnson. Welcome back, Michelle. Thank you, Hezekiah. Glad to be back. Excellent. Now, tonight's show is a special show, as I said, because where the title of tonight's show is Where is Your Faith? This came, I've been working on my shows and trying to get something together for the past couple of weeks, and this just came to me yesterday. And when I, um, when I started reading about faith again and going through my scriptures that the Lord gave me a while ago, um, that's where this actually deemed from. And the word says, now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see, Hebrews 11.1. 1. The word also says that if you have a faith the size of a mustard seed, you can remove mountains, Luke 17.6. What am I saying? Well I, don't, well, I don't have much to say. God wants us to have so much faith in him that we'll begin to believe and understanding that if we put our faith in action, he will do what we've asked and prayed for him to do on our behalf. And without and with that, I'm going to actually um, start to show off with you know having a um, brief discussion with Michelle. We actually went last night to view a. She invited me to view a show, my first screening of a movie called The War Room. And if you guys stay along with me, all of this stuff is this. Is just going to correlate together. And what I want you to do now is listen in um, on an excerpt that I actually got in, and I want people to be able to hear um, what we were talking about or what we, you know, what we experienced last night when we experienced the war room. You've been a good enough father. I want to be a good enough father. Let's go, let's go! Don't quit! Don't quit! You are good, and you are mighty, and you are merciful. Praise you, Jesus. Guide me to who you want me to help. Raise up more that will call upon your name. Raise up those that love you and seek you and trust you. Lord. 
Okay. Now we're back with the man and the man in the mirror with Jose Zacchaeus Montgomery. You've been a good enough father. I want to be a good enough father. And co-host Michelle Johnson. And you can give us a call in at 917-889-2271 and also on Blog Talk Radio, The Man in the Mirror. Okay, Michelle, so, you know, we both went to get a, have a chance to go see the War Room last night, and I will be honest with you. When you said, well, let's go see it, and I'm like, okay, what type of movie is this? I'm thinking military. And then uh-huh. I'm saying to myself, um, okay, what what is this going to be a military movie? And then when I looked, you know, looked it up online, I'm like, wow, this should be an exciting time to see what scripture is really talking about. Put on screen so people will know that you know that we are in war. We're not in a physical war. We're not in a uh, we're not in a physical war. It's a spiritual war. So, what are your thoughts on um, what took place last night? Well, uh, I mean, honestly, when I tell you that I absolutely loved this movie, um, I, I love the message that it was giving, and I also really love um, how they showed different perspectives and they showed people struggling with their faith, and and they really showed the power of prayer, which was really brought out beautifully. And I just think that this movie will cause, if, if you are not yet a praying um, prayer warrior for God, this movie can definitely cause you to become one. And, and you know, this whole thing was about the, the war room, and I, you know, full alert. <laughs> so the war room um, was the prayer closet. She, this woman, literally had a prayer closet, and it's like, how many of us honestly do that? So that blew me away that she literally made a prayer closet that she was able to go in, close the door, and and um, she had the scriptures up. I mean, it was just beautiful, and. It showed me that, you know, we could all be a little more dedicated in our prayer life and be uh, a little more forceful with our faith. Excellent. And you, you are so correct with that because it brought, up ish, it brought up the issues of faith. And that's why, you know, this is going to actually correlate all together. Um and actually, in the event page, I actually found um, some, since we're talking about where's your faith, the Bible says if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, and I'm not sure, too, too sure how many of you ever actually seen a mustard seed. A mustard seed is extremely small. It is extremely small. So um, in Luke seventeen six it says, he replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. So we're, tonight we're going to be discussing, we are discussing faith. You know, if you have the faith, now that's kind of strange to me, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, now mustard seed is small, so 
God has said, if you give us just that, if you just show me just that little bit of faith, you can say anything can be done. And as I mentioned earlier, the NIV, um, faith in action, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the confidence in where we hope for an assurance about what we do not see. In other words, we are going to have a faith to say, I don't know where it is, I don't know where it is coming from, but I'm going to believe that if I have faith, and the definition of faith is complete trust and confidence in someone or something. So that's someone that we're going to have complete faith in. This is what God is telling us, even you know, even those in the in the movie The War Room, that we have the faith and confidence and trust in Him completely. Can't waver. You can't say, "Well, I have a little bit of faith." No, He said, "If you just have the faith the size of a mustard seed." Um, you can remove mountains or you can tell this mulberry tree to go from here to go to there. Your faith can, if you put your faith in actions, you can do anything. And um, what do you think, Michelle? Well, I, I like what you said about you can't have a little faith because a little, well, let me take that back because that faith, is, as much as a mustard seed, that is small. But you can't waver in your faith is what I really, really mean because we can't believe God for a moment when we say it, but then doubt five minutes later. So we really have to believe and have that diehard faith, um, what God has promised to us. Uh, one of the things that I really, really liked in the movie, and I'm doing spoiler, so I'll just let you guys know I'm doing spoiler alerts all <laughs> through the show because I wanted to bring out some of the, the really good points uh, that came and, and out in the movie. And if you go see it, then, you know, you can maybe pay a little more attention than you might have to some things. But um, one of the scenes in the movie, the older woman in the movie um, is actually getting coffee for the younger woman. And when she takes, um, the cups in to get the coffee, she has a fresh pot of coffee that she just brewed, it's piping hot, and she also had a carafe over to the side, which um, I'm guessing has been sitting there for a while. So she poured her coffee and out of the, um, the freshly brewed pot, and then the young woman's coffee, she gave her some of the freshly brewed and a little bit of the or not a little bit, but she did like half and half, which basically cooled the coffee down and made it room temperature. And the young woman, she gave the coffee to her, and when the young woman drank the coffee, she literally spit it back out because she was like, do you like your coffee lukewarm? And the, the I love this, this woman, this character in the movie, this older woman. She said, no, mine is piping hot. <laughs> and she mm-hmm. told her, Mm-hmm. Of course, the the, the um, she referenced the scripture in the Bible, which is saying you can't be you, you you have to either be hot or cold. You can't be lukewarm, and that the Lord, if you are, He'll spew you out. And so I just that point was like really driven home by seeing that example, um, because we can't we we have to be all the way. We have to be 
fanatical about our faith is that if God promised us something, if he's spoken something into our lives, if he said something in his word that nobody can tell us, not even ourselves, that it's not going to come to pass. So I just thought that was an awesome point. And that wasn't an awesome plan. Those of you listening, we are um, on the air with the man in the mirror with Hezekiah L. Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. And speaking of that clip, that little spoiler alert, I actually put that in the um, page so people can actually hear that little, you know, maybe two-minute or three-minute excerpt about are we hot or are we lukewarm in Mm -hmm. our... And the scripture does say that uh, God says, you know, um, if I'm not if I'm not correct, James says, as um, Paul James Paul James says, are you hot or lukewarm? If you're hot, oh, you're fine. But if you're lukewarm, God will spew you out. So, in other words, we have to be hot in our prayer life. We have to be hot. Our faith has to be there so people can see we are representations of Christ on this earth. And people have to see around us, what do we believe? And to have a faith, you have to be able to believe in something and have a confidence in something and have a hope in something. And the scripture says faith is an action where you have to do something. If you pray to God, hey, I want you to do this for me, and I have faith, then you have to start putting some actions I said this on a couple episodes ago. Um, one of the ladies in my home, church back home in Philadelphia, she had a family. She At one time, she couldn't feed them. She just said, Lord, I'm going to have faith in you. I'm going to get this pot ready, put it on the stove, have the kids at the table, and have enough faith to say, you know what, I'm going to trust you to be able to feed my children. The next thing you know, she gets a knock on the door. And someone was, you know, bring, had some extra food and gave it to her. And guess what? She was able to feed her children. So we have to have that um, crazy faith, I'll call it. We have to be able to have that crazy faith that when we pray for anything in our war room or wherever we go, war closet, war basement, wherever you go or wherever we're going to decide to do, and have that prayer. We have to have that crazy faith that when we pray, which is our talk, talking to God, that when we pray that we know that God is going to answer our prayers. Because guess what? He, he is God and he does not lie. You know, that's one thing about God. You know, we say, you know, we may say, oh, I'm going to do this. And then something comes up, and we change like the wind sometime. But that's the one thing that is the mutable truth about God. He does not lie. So when he says, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, a mustard seed faith, and you say this and say that, knowing in your mind, in your heart, in your heart of hearts, that he is going to take care of it, he's going to do it, then um, it's going to be done. And we can't, and I'll reiterate, we cannot be lukewarm because, you know, just like that clip that's in the um, event page and as we see in the movie, no one likes lukewarm coffee. 
you know, you drink your coffee, you want it hot. But when it was lukewarm, it's like, okay. But that was a great lesson, you know, that she was trying to teach the young lady that you have to be hot, you can't be lukewarm. Um, any comments, Michelle? No, I, I like what you're saying, and, and I think that um, one of the things I, I got is you have to make a conscious effort to have a place, a quiet place or a quiet time, even if you can't carve out a place in your home. I know in my house, almost every corner it's filled with something. So even if you can't get a quiet place, have that quiet time when you know you can have that alone time with God uh, to really plead to him on behalf of your children, your husband, your job, your finances, your spiritual life, your emotional life. I mean, and when I say emotions, not that we need to be praying to him for any specific emotion, but that we need to be praying to him that we can um, basically stop your emotions out because emotions really cause more trouble than good. So, you know, that that's something that we could, we can be praying for, to not be always going off of our emotions and swayed here and there and all over the place because our emotions are up and down. So, you know, I think we really need to... Uh, look at having that, and that's what I loved about this movie, that it really uh, brought home that you need a specific carved-out time and place or whatever for God that is only his and that you will, you know, take that time to go and give him uh, prayer and praise and and just meditate with him and, and think on him and um, one thing I know, I don't know if it was brought out in the movie. I think it was actually brought out in the movie, but I know it's been brought out uh, when I've, you know, been listening to, you know, the word being imparted at my church, definitely. But um, we need to also give time for God to answer because I think sometimes we do this, oh, Lord, thank you, we praise your name, Lord, we thank you, blah, 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 and we just going on and on and on, and, oh, Lord, bless this person, and bless that person, and oh, do this, and oh, do that, and oh, Lord, just faithful, and praise you, Lord, hallelujah, praise him, and then we get up and walk away and we get busy. Instead, we need to take that time and meditate and allow God to speak into our spirit, allow you know, the Holy Spirit to teach us some things while we're in our prayer time. And that's where the blessings will come at. Excellent. And I see our friend Maria Wallace chiming in, and um, yes, she, she has is. a couple things. <laughs> um, she has a couple things, and I'll let you read those if you have those up, um, uh, Michelle. I, I do. I do. I love Maria because she shoots straight from the hip. <laughs> and so I don't know she, if that's uh, good or bad coming from her, but she does. <laughs> uh, coming from our Facebook page, 
she posted in Faith and Action is another show altogether. And nowadays, a lot of people do not even have common sense the size of a mustard seed. So there is much wow. work to be done to bring people back so they can find their faith again. And, I mean, I think she has a valid point, you know, and this is, and I actually think that this ties into what I was saying about how we people are just allowing their emotions. I don't think people realize how serious that is when they allow their emotions to lead them in every decision and every whim and everything that they do. When you allow your emotions to lead you, you will make many mistakes, and some of them will be fatal. You know, there are people who are so enraged, which is another emotion that we have, that they've killed people and then have to spend the rest of their life in jail. Or people have been so upset that they've hurt people with a hurt that lasts the rest of their life. So emotions are really, I think we underestimate our emotions. So anyway, I'm sorry, I got on my soapbox. Oh, no, I agree with that because we got to realize within my life journeys, I have found out myself because at one time I was very emotional, and I had to find out that God does not care a hill of beans about my emotions. He doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, because emotions don't mean a thing, and I'm always going to bring these up. When people, when they brought the lady court, and adultery to Christ, he did not react. We are reactors. Christ did not react. He just listened. He just listened and then made a decision and said a couple words, and that was it. He didn't go crazy, ooh, gaga, go, ooh, you know, she didn't know. He didn't do that. He just listened to what they had to say, wrote a couple things on the ground, said a few words, and that was it, and they walked away. So that's the example right there, the example of, you know what, he didn't go bonkers, he didn't go crazy, he didn't have a hissy fit like some of us do. He just listened, and he didn't, his emotions were not stirred up, because that's basically what Satan at that moment was trying to do, stir up his emotions to get to see what he was going to do. But being yes. God wow. and and God, Jesus, God and man form, he did the total opposite. Well, I was going to say that that point was actually also brought out in the movie. We we actually there's actually a, a scene where, you know. The husband is a husband and wife in the movie. The husband is so surprised that the woman is not being led by her emotions and, um, you know, going basically going off on him, or like we, like we like to say, going off or zapping out on him, that she wasn't doing that. And he was so shocked that it actually grabbed his attention enough for him to sit down and, and try to think about what, what just happened here. So, you know, we, we can really surprise people when we start handling things a different way. Um, and also, also Maria um, uh, posted another comment. It says, in other words, we cannot be Sunday saints and Monday through Saturday sinners. Boom. 
This is for the slow wit as they are. <laughs> Maria. <laughs> Maria. I'm, I, I don't think I can read all these comments. I, I don't. I don't shoot as straight as Maria, but I under, definitely understand what she was saying. And also, she posted a point where she was saying, "Well, God cares about our emotions. That's why He came. That is why He came. I'm not sure what that is to say, but um, or gave them to us so that we can use one of His ultimate gifts to man, which is our free will." how we respond, not react, but respond to our emotions is what is important. And and, and I, I will I will clarify that because yes, it's we we can feel and I think the perfect scripture that I'm sorry, um having tired, but I think the perfect scripture um that that goes along with what Maria is saying is be angry but say not. So Correct. um when we are allowed to have feelings, so what we were saying, or what I, I know I was saying, is that you know you don't want to be led by those feelings and make all these decisions based on these feelings all the time, because that will definitely get you in trouble. So I, I actually, you know, I'm agreeing with with what Maria is saying here because um, we are allowed to have the emotions. That's part of, of our, you know, makeup is emotions. They're there. They're in there. But we can't be led by them. And we can't, because if we are, they will take us here, there, and all over the place. And a lot of times it, it, it doesn't always end up good if you're being led by your emotions. Okay. I can agree with that. And I, and I can add that we have to be responsible for our emotions. You know, that would be another term. You know, we have to be, you know, and as the young lady um, did in the movie, she did she did not react in a way that the husband was expecting. That was a good choice on her behalf because that was a change, a hard change, but it was a change. She had, she was there. She knew what was going on, but he couldn't believe it, and that throws the devil off. You know, when we don't react the way that Satan is expecting us to react with every mm-hmm. darts, fiery darts that he is throwing at us, then, you know, there are times he step away for a second because when Jesus was in the wilderness and um, for 40 days and fasting and the Satan came and tried his best to defeat Jesus, he left He's alone, and people don't understand what he says at this part until another time. He didn't just leave him alone for a minute or say, no, he just left him alone until another opportunity. So, yeah, we, we're going to win these little battles after the little fiery darts are thrown at us. Yeah, there's going to be battles that we're going to win, but that doesn't mean that, yeah, I won that, then I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to worry about anything else. Wrong. Because Satan will be back, and we have to continue um, to remind ourselves of that, that he will be back. And you are on the air with the man in the mirror hosted by Hezekiah L. Montgomery and Nichelle, co-host Nichelle Johnson. Our calling number is 917-889-2271. Um, we're on the a, on, on, on a internet, um, in the chat room. Um, Nichelle is 
I'm hosting the chat room right now, and we are discussing where is your faith. Do you have mustard seed faith, the mustard seed faith that can remove, that can do anything? Do you have that type of faith? Um, and um, uh, Maria Wall has been, you know, challenging us as she always does. She has been challenging us um, with different comments that she has. Um, been adding to tonight's show, and I thank her for that because she is such a great person. And um, now, what I'm going to do right now is actually read um, an excerpt, which an excerpt from my book, which was written from is a poem that I wrote, written from Hebrews ten thirty five. Which reads, I'm going to read what the Hebrews 10.35 says first And then I will read the poem And it says, so do not throw away your confidence or your faith It will be richly rewarded And what God is saying there is that what Paul is writing Is saying that don't throw away your Bold faith in one term Because you will be Richly rewarded And this is from the poem Basically in the middle of the book From Rediscovering Kai And it's titled So don't throw away your bold faith So don't throw away your bold faith It will bring Bring you rich rewards A renewed marriage So don't throw away your bold faith It will bring you rich rewards a new love for your spouse. So don't throw away your bold faith. It will bring you rich rewards, peace in the midst of your storm. So don't throw away your bold faith. It will bring you rich rewards, hearing your wife say she's proud of you as you're going through the storm. So don't throw away your bold faith. It will bring you rich rewards. As you preach the word, people's faith is strengthened. So don't throw away your bold faith. It will bring a rich reward. As you preach the word, people's shackles are being let loose one by one. So don't throw away your bold faith. It will bring you rich rewards. You are being saturated with God's word daily. So don't throw away your bold faith. It will bring you rich rewards. The church calling out Hezekiah in a corporate prayer at a Thanksgiving Eve service. So don't throw away your bold faith. It will bring you rich rewards. The patience to deal with others and their shortcomings. So don't throw away your bold faith. It will bring you rich rewards. The hope of knowing your release is soon. So don't throw away your bold faith. It will bring you rich rewards when you go from tribulation to triumph. So don't throw away your bold faith. And faith covers a multitude of things. And if we had that bold faith, that, you know, that that faith that's bold, when you say bold, that means, you know what, whatever God says, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to have that crazy faith, that bold faith. We can put the word crazy. You're going to be crazy enough to believe it. I remember as growing up saying, God said it, I believe it, and that's, and that, you know, enough for me. 
a lot of people don't understand what that means. Um, understand what that means. Um, Michelle, any comments? Well, I think that we definitely need to look at how we are putting our faith. And I think, I think Maria, yeah, that I read a comment from Maria about that. We need to take a good look at how we are putting our faith in action. And it's like I was talking about earlier. Do you have faith, but it's only for a moment? And then soon as something comes against uh, what you said you believe, then all of a sudden you don't believe it anymore. And that's, that's really not having faith. And so we need to look at that and how we react to when things don't go our way. Do we walk around saying things like you said, God said it and I believe it, uh, it's going to come to pass, uh, I I may not see it yet, but it's already done, even in the heavenly realm, anything like that. Like, are we walking around proclaiming those things every day about even the smallest things? Because God cares about us. He cares about everything concerning us. He cares about our children. He cares about our jobs. He cares about our daily life. He he cares about everything about us because he loves us. Just like we love our children, Amen. we care about everything concerning them. And we want them to be happy. And we want them to have a good life. So God is looking for us to use our life to glorify him. So he cares about what happens to us. So we just need to remember that when we proclaim these things. And, you know, I, I don't think any, anything, well, I'm sure some things that make the Lord, the Lord sad <laughs> dealing with us, but uh, I'm sure it makes him sad when he promises us things and because we don't get it right away, you know, we um, deny his power. And that's really what we're doing when we start doubting. We deny his power. So, you know, I just, I just wanted to put that bit in. Amen. And you said uh, Maria had a few more comments. Actually, I didn't see any. Oh, yeah, she did have a few. But I didn't say that. Yes, she does. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to read a few of what she said. And she was actually speaking of, you know, what I had said earlier. She said, react to emotions, we end up with demotions. Respond to our emotions. And it just moved on me. Respond to our emotions, and it will lead us to higher promotion. I like that. I have to read that again, ladies and gentlemen. React to emotions, we end up with demotions. Respond to the emotions, and we will they will lead us to promotion. That's an excellent thing. So, in other words, we have to respond in a positive way to those emotions. Uh-huh. We definitely have to respond. Um, and another comment that... We- Go ahead. I was gonna say we. I was gonna say we have to, and I actually posted that in a room that I definitely agree with that, and I feel like we have to respond um, with love, 
with the love of God, not not just our love, but the love of God, because the love of God is way more expansive than our simple human love. And so, um, you know, that's that's how we need to respond. We need if we are imitators of Christ and if we are followers of Christ, then we need to behave as he did, and Christ definitely responded with godly love for everybody. Excellent. And Mm -hmm. another comment that she made, um, people can do their prayers all day long if they do not have faith. The words are just an empty scripture. And that is so true. Faith and prayer go hand in hand. And that's one thing I love about my pastor because that's one thing he preaches, prayer. Prayer, prayer. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Um, Jesus was always in prayer before he did anything. He didn't react. He didn't respond. He prayed. So, And I'm sure if he prayed, just as in the movie when a young lady started when the wife started praying, then that her whole life started changing because she didn't react. Because many times, you know what they say, shoot, you know, shoot first, ask questions later. That's sometimes mm-hmm. what we do. We shoot first, ask questions later, and then after, you know, after the smoke clears, then we're wondering what happened. So, and we have to be careful of that, and we have to lived the life that Christ lived. He prayed first in everything he did. He prayed first. He was praying 40 nights and 40 days, which gave him the strength to resist the devil, and he had to flee from him. So we we have to keep that prayer. We have to have that faith, and, again, they go hand in hand because if you don't pray, you can actually, you can actually lose sight of, lose focus, lose sight, lose focus, I mean, lose everything because your focus isn't, you're not in tune with um, our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not in tune, it's hard to understand where you need to go in your life. It's almost like a GPS is off and you're just going in all directions. I can't get to the, you can't get around the corner like the Israelites. So we have to stay in tune with Christ so we actually, so we'll know what's going on in our lives. Um, and you're listening live with the man in the mirror with host Hezekiah uh, Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. Our guest calling line is 917-889-271. And I'm actually have another scripture that I'm going to read. And this was one that came, the Lord gave me a long time ago. And I read it every so often because I call it the faith chapter. Everybody from the old in Hebrews chapter 11, um, starting with one again and on. I'll just read a few of them. But it basically says that everyone had to have the faith to know that if they did the action that God told them, they would be able to do the things and make you know things happen the way um, they should happen. But if they didn't have the faith and belief in God that you know, then there would be an issue because they didn't have the faith to do what God told them to do. 
Hebrews chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. Now, And this is the NIV. Now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commanded for, meaning the old one, the older ones or the ones from years ago. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what it seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, it was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offering. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, when warned about things not yet seen, and holy fear, by faith, I'm sorry, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, and holy fear, fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteous that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place where he later received his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents and did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him, of the same promise. For he was looking forward to, he was looking forward to the city with the foundation, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful, who had made the promise. And so. From this man, from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants of numerous as stars in the sky and countless as the sand on the shores. And this actually goes on, you know, for the rest of the chapter, but it's basically saying that these people had mustard seed faith. They had the faith to say, Noah had the faith to say, if God told him it's going to rain, the man ain't never seen no rain in his life before. But God told him to build the ark. Um, Abraham went to a land he'd never been before, but he, be, you know, he became, in our days, a millionaire. That's what we say now. So each of these ancients lived their life and did what God told them to do. They didn't ask them. They didn't waver. They just did it. Um, any comments, Michelle? No, keep going. I'm just listening to you. Okay. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things pro- um, promised. They all saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on the earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. They have been thinking of the country they left. 
they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Now, how many of our parents would be able to say, okay, God, you tell me to sacrifice my son or daughter? Hmm. How many of us will be able to do that? You know, knowing, you know, you don't know what God is going to do, but God said, I, I need you to sacrifice your son or daughter. What do you think about that, Michelle? Well, I, I think that if a lot of us, and actually I'm, uh, I was going to say if we were tested like that, but I think we are on a daily basis, and a lot of us are failing because, you know, even when it comes down to, and I don't want to only use money or whatever, but when the God, when God is tugging on your heart to give something to someone, um, which can be one of one of his people, and it can even be one of those that he's trying to bring back to him, and it would just take you giving of yourself for them to come back, and, and we don't do it. And that has a lot to do with faith and being obedient. Because if we don't have a lack of faith in God causes us to be disobedient. Because if we don't believe that, you know, he is and and that he is our everything and that he will take care of everything, then we go on to, you know, do these things trying to get everything done by ourselves and for ourselves. So, you know, we definitely have to show that faith in our day-to-day activity. Amen. And even though, and I'll finish this out, just a couple more verses, and even though God has said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned, Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead, and so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau and regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he learned, leaned on the top of the staff. By faith, Joseph, when he... Now, that's a story right there. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions commanding the burial of his bones. So it continues on. So with, you know, like tonight's show is by faith, by prayer. You know, we have to become prayer warriors. We have to have the faith that know that, you know what, if God said it, I'm going to do it his way. We can't, you know, think about it because we as humans, we have this issue of you know, especially if we got a degree, if we're smart, you know, you know, we're hierarchy. We have this. We have to um, think everything through. And as we're thinking it through, we may be missing a blessing. Any thoughts on that, Michelle? Well, I think that we're missing blessings all the time, but. Um, I just I just feel like we we need to learn how to be faithful in all things. 
and uh, like I was saying earlier, there's a correlation between faithfulness and o- faithfulness or being faithful and obedience. So a lot of times okay. our obedience um, comes from us having that faith, and that is what will allow God to bless you. Now, I was actually trying to find a scripture to that effect because I wanted to to bring that out. And while That's she's finding that, okay. <laughs> yeah, while she's finding that scripture, okay. I'm just going to, um, you know, while she's finding that scripture, I just want to, you know, give a couple shout outs because after that scripture, we'll take a break and then uh, we'll come back. Um, we wanted to give thanks for our um, supporters of the Man in the Mirror, with host Hezekiah Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. They will be in that. I'm a first. Before I do that, um, I got a chance to stop in at the True Masters Barbershop out on Baltimore Street. And this is going out to Lionel G. I just got a short time um, just to run in there for a second because I was in a rush. I had to go to the bathroom, got to be honest. And they let me use their bathroom. And I said, you know, I give them a shout out on my, there on East Baltimore Sheep and Arbor Mall, True Masters Barbershop. And one of the barbers there is Lionel G. He can, he can be contacted at 410-244-7177. And his cell is 443-621-1982. And uh, music instructions for all learners where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443 443- Five seven four fifty four ninety one to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors and please visit us on our website at www.musicinstructionfal.com and another supporter is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and extremely talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project, and their website is www.curvyboss.com. Okay, Michelle, did you find that scripture? Yes, actually I did. So it's in Romans um, 12, and I wanted to read actually quite a few scriptures so but I'll start um at nine. It says love and this is the new international version I believe. Yeah. It says love must be sincere. What is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Serving the Lord, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud 
but be willing to associate with people of low position. Be not, do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And I think, you know, some of the examples that we were bringing out in the movie in relation to faith, I think that's a lot of what's covered in this um, group of scripture right here about how we're supposed to treat one another and pray, be praying for one another and never repay, you know, any evil anybody does with us with evil that we, if we um, give to them and we love them and we treat them with the love of God, even after they've done something against us, it says you will heap burning coals on their head, which is basically you will make them feel so ashamed that it will mm-hmm. turn them, which is one of the things that actually happened in the movie um, as well. So I just thought that this was a really good scripture to go along with some of the things that we were saying. Excellent, and I appreciate that. And... um I thought you was going to go into another excerpt of the movie, but, I, you know, we don't want to have too many spoiler alerts. But, again, no, I know we don't want will. to give it all away. <laughs> I, I know people will actually want to go see the movie. We will take a small break, um, and we'll be back with The Man in the Mirror with host Hezekiah L. Montgomery and uh, beautiful co-host Nichelle Johnson. And... We shall return.
because mm-hmm. it's, it's just something that's been on my mind all day at work. You know, when you work in these certain environments, it's kind of hard just to keep still when, you, you know, you've had a, seen a great movie and you've been inspired about it. And that's why I wanted to bring it to our listening audience for those that, you know, you can listen to this on demand if you didn't get a chance to tune in tonight. It's going to be on the Internet forever and ever. But um, And just to be able to um, talk about the faith chapters, because we got to have that, as we said, the faith the size of a mustard seed. And um, I remember back in home in Philadelphia when my pastor – um, the late, um, my late pastor, Carlton Menace, when he actually did a service, um, uh, he ministered about the mustard seed faith, and he gave everybody a mustard seed. Some people lost it, fell out their hand, you know, because if you lose, if you drop it, you're in trouble because it's that small. <laughs> and if you think about, you know, if you look at the ones that I have an event page, it's small. It doesn't look really like anything. And if you show it to your friends, if you, you know, say, hey, look, this is my mustard seed faith, they will probably look at you like you're crazy. But we have a great God that says, if you have this type, he basically saying, if you just have some faith, this type of faith, you can do anything. And people don't. People today don't understand that. You know, how can a little mustard seed produce such a big plant? You know, and that's what happens. You plant a mustard seed, it it produces a mustard plant from one tiny seed. And that's basically, and God just get that's basically what God is saying that if you had this one, just a little, I can use that little to make a lot. And if we go back to the boy with the two fish and the five loaves, that was just a little. Am I correct? But mm-hmm. God and but Jesus produced a lot. And what's the first thing he did before he did that? He prayed. He didn't just say, Okay, give it to me and then, you know, just you know, just start passing it out. No. He prayed before God. And him and God were so connected as father and son that as he God answered his prayer, and guess what? They had food left over. So that's what I'm talking about. That you know, he had he was the creator, the inventor. You know, he had the patent on the mustard seed faith because again, he was able to do it. You know, we you know, if you I'm looking at the um, picture on the event page and it's saying. If you if you tell your kids today, well, if you just have a mustard seed faith, they probably look at you like you're crazy. If you show the kids the mustard seed, mm-hmm. but they probably they will look at you like you're crazy. They'll say, "Mommy, Daddy, you know something wrong with you?" Because I need more faith than that, <laughs> you know, to get get a prayer through. But we have to teach people that you have to start somewhere, and. Um, the main character who was, you know, teaching a young lady how to pray, she told her, you have to start somewhere. You know, you have to begin. And as once you start beginning, once you put yourself in it, then you'll start, you know, we all, you know, and I'll, you know, and I'm one, got to have a better prayer life. Because if we're going to be those prayer warriors, 
that need to be on the wall praying for our pastors, on the wall praying for our family, on the wall praying for our friends, you know, praying for those, you know, people who are looking for better jobs, praying for those people who don't know Christ, praying for those people who need him in their life, praying for those who are just lost eternally. You know, that's what we need to do. That's why, you know, and, you know, I'm glad that um, the movie is coming out because it's an awakening. It's something that, yeah, we have the faith, but faith and prayer go hand in hand. We have to wake up and be ready, you know, to show our family, to show our friends, to show all those that we love that we have the faith, and along with that faith goes prayer. We have to pray. And another point I'm going to bring out, and I'm glad you brought out Romans chapter 12, these are scriptures that we need to write down. You know, one thing that she thought is you got to write down those scriptures down. you gotta be, you got to pray specific prayers. God wants us, you know, if you want something from God, you know, he wants us to pray specific at times. You know, if, I want, if you want a green Chevrolet, if you just say I want a Chevrolet, and then he gives you a green, you know, it gives you a purple one. You're like, mm, purple is not my color. And you want a green Chevrolet. <laughs> hey, how about, you know, step out on faith. Well, Lord, I want a green Chevrolet. So he knows specifically, because he knows your heart. He knows you're going to be kind of, you know, kind of salty or upset if he, you know, gives you a purple one and you don't even like purple. But I, and we know you won't be, you know, too upset about it because you got a car. But, again, if you say, God, I want a green Chevrolet, pray those specific prayers. She made sure that she taught her. Pray specifically, specifically. Write it down. Write the scriptures down. Take ownership of those scriptures so, you know, that you will understand that this is what you want from God. This is the promises that are God that's allowing in your life, that these promises will shine all over your body, that when people see you, they will see something different. They won't see the same old person that they've seen before. They will know, okay, there's something different about this person. I don't know what it is because when the husband came back, when a husband came back, he couldn't figure out, you know, what was going on with his wife. He, you know, he thought something was wrong. He, you know, he wasn't, he didn't understand that when God changes you through prayer, that it's going to be a change that nobody will understand. Nobody can say, well, I took, I know, it was all me. I helped that change come. Because people will try to do that. You know, you know, husbands, friends, wives, you know, they'll say, well, it was me. But no, you know, when God changes a person, he does the work. And, okay, another spoiler alert, and I'll, you know, I'll own up to this one. <laughs> it was such a change that, you know, when, you know, she cooked dinner, which she probably hardly ever did, that um, they were about to have dinner, and he thought, okay, I'm coming home. I have something to say, you know, something tragic just happened. And she said, hmm, okay. And she put two plates down on the table. And he looking at her and couldn't understand. And so, you know, he takes the plates and switch them. Because in his mind, okay, my wife is trying to kill me. Something's <laughs> going on with her because she is acting a little strange. So he switched the plates around 
and you know, in order to make sure that okay, if it, if something's going to happen, it's not going to be me. But you know, that was a wacky change. He, I mean, when we, when your change, when prayer changes, when God changes, people will not understand. I guarantee that people will not understand because they will try to figure out. They will try to, you know, do something. They look at you crazy, but that's okay because she she wanted to change, and she let God take over as we have to let God take over our lives. We cannot be the ones to try to say, well, um, I'm going to change this person. I'm going to change that person. Well, you may want to change them, but you can't. God is the only one that can change a person, and I will back up. A person can't change unless they want to change. I'll say that again. A person can't change unless they want to change. And many times God will allow so many things to happen in your life that I always tell people, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll be the one, you know what, okay, Lord, you win. You know, I'm at that point. You know, I can't fight it anymore. I can't, you know, I'm trying to do it my way. I can't do it. That is the point that God tries to get us to where we will be, then we will allow him to take over in our lives and help us become the man or woman of God that he's been trying to get us to be. But up until then, you you can fight against your children, you can fight against your boss, you can continue to fight, but the best way to fight them is through prayer. That is the best way, you know. And, you know, we forget about what Scripture says. That's why it's always good to read Scripture in the morning. I try to read Proverbs in the morning, um, every morning. You know, today, read Proverbs chapter 22. Tomorrow be, you know, there's 31 Proverbs, so you can have one a day like a vitamin. So, you know, something to refresh your mind, keep you keep your mind, you know, saturated on the Word of God, that way, when things come in, oh, that's what Scripture says. Or when things come up, you can say, "No, we're not going to, we're not, we, you know, we're going to slip and fall every so often, because we're human." But that means you get up, wipe yourself up, dust yourself off, and like, okay, I need to keep going. This is what God wants us to do. Don't you know? We don't want to. We're not super Christians, so that's why we got to stay in prayer. So when those fiery darts come up and we have that faith, again, I continue to say faith and prayer go hand in hand. We got to pray and we got to have faith knowing that God will make everything okay. And then, you know, and then sometimes what the word says, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we do have to be still. And um, as Michelle read, patience is part, um, patience is part of that. No, we have to learn a little patience. Many of us aren't patient. We want instant this, instant that. We want everything just, you know, just like that. But, again, we have to learn. If he says, be still and know I'm God, sometimes we just have to sit and wait. And, Michelle, how many of us, you know, know it's hard to sit and wait? Well, I, I know I definitely have a problem in that. <laughs> so that's something I <laughs> 
that is something I'm working on right now. Um, just learning how to be still and um, you know, wait to hear what God is, is saying to me and that's actually a a point I brought out earlier because this that is something that I've been dealing with with myself. That you know, when when we're asking God for some things or we're believing God for some things, uh, then we need to learn how to wait until those things are brought to pass because we already Amen. we know that it's already done because He said, you know, if, if we pray for it and act. You know, then then you know he'll be faithful to grant it. But Amen. you know, it's all it is always going to be according to his will, and I think that's hard for us to take some time to. It's going to always be according to his will, so he may grant something, but it may not be exactly like you thought it was going to look like. Like you talked earlier about the purple car or the green car. So you know that was a, a you know that was a good example in that. You know, God hears us, and he'll bring things to pass at the right time um, in our lives according to his will. And so that that's what we have to remember, that uh, even when we're praying, you know, we have to remember that these are things that are going to go according to God's will. So it may not always look like we think it should look like, but we need to look at the deeper meaning. You know, I mean, for for a, a woman out there who's praying to the Lord to have a husband, uh, and she's doing the right thing and being obedient and all that, you know, he may bring her a husband who is is a a great man of God, and and this is just an example I'm giving, but he he might not be her cup of tea in the looks department, like what she likes or what she's used to. So I'm just saying, like that. I think that's a good example because sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. you hear people say that that's exactly what happened. Like, you know, they're tall and God brought them a short man, and they, they couldn't couldn't get their head around it. But yet the man was a great man of God, and he was good to them. Amen. And he, you know, and he, you know, um, was uh, loving to the wife and and all of that. So he. He has all those qualities that God knows you need. You didn't need the height. So, you know, that's just something to think about, definitely, when we are when we are in prayer and we're asking God for stuff. And also, um, one of the things when we were talking about prayer or whatever, we need to remember, um, and they actually brought this out in the movie, um, we need to remember that it's, the prayer is not, always supposed to be about us. We may have to go to God with special petitions and things that are happening in our life or just to um, bring and things to him and vent on them and ask for his blessing over something that has to do with us. But we need to remember that most of the time, we honestly, we should be praying for other people. We should be praying for, instead of praying that God move you to a new job, you know, you could pray that he brings a promotion to the job you have or that he causes you to be a greater blessing to the job and in return them be a blessing to you. Like, it's different things that you can pray for. You can pray for the job, the, job, the company where you work to, that God bless them to do well. 
you know, I mean, and people probably are like, what? I need, I need a paycheck. I need a raise. I need, you know, whatever, which, which definitely you do. But the more you pray for others, and like your husband and your children and your, and your parents and, and your family in general and your church family and your coworkers and your friends, the more you are praying for other people, praying for your pastor and the pastor's family, um, that they be blessed and that God keep them. You know, the more you do that, the more God will bless you because he knows that you are uh, praying and, and asking him to bless the people of God. And, yes, that was an excellent point because we, we have a habit and I tell people everything that we live in a self-centered generation. It's all about me, 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 me. But we cannot be me, me, me because God wants us to pray. God wants us to bless other people. God wants us to be there for other people as well, to bless them. We can be a blessing to other people. We don't always have to be worried about us because God, if we're doing what God wants us to do, God got our back. God has our back. God's going to be there for us all the time. But we have to stop being so self-centered on me, 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 and say, what can I do for you? Or God, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm just, somebody may later on just beat me up. But, you know, <laughs> the person, the, um, the one of the main characters, she said, God, who are you going to bring for me to help? You know, she had to teach somebody what she learned. So she kept saying, "Who do?" She didn't say, "Well, I learned mine, so I don't need to worry about anyone else." But her impact was, "Who?" And I'm glad you brought that up, Michelle. Who can I help? Not many of us will be able to say that today because we we live in a fast society where you know I'm all about. Boing, 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 moving from here and moving from there, but not taking the time and asking our Heavenly Father, who can I help? Who who can who can you bring into my life that will impact, that I will have an impact on? And then after she helped that person, she said the same thing. Because God wants us to imitate ourselves with what was poured into me, poured into someone else. What was poured into them, have them poured into someone else. You know, that's why he told his disciples, go ye therefore into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He told them to go and teach. He didn't say, well, we're just going to keep this all under a little bush. You know, all the information I gave you, we're going to keep it all under a little bush so no one else. No, because he didn't do it. You know, Christ was all over the place. He never stayed in one place at one time. And there was a reason for that because he had to go and teach those all over the um all over the world about, you know, the love of God. He had to do that. So again, that's a that is a, you know, great statement that you made is that we have to be able to help others and teach others and be there for others. We can't just keep it all to ourselves and be selfish because, you know, society's already 
got that. Society is already self-centered. But as children of God, as people of God, we have to show love regardless. We may, may is we may not like it, we may not want to, but it's mandated. Just like it's, you tell your children do this, you know, do the things that they need to do around. They don't like it. Not all of them love it. No, they don't want to wash dishes every day when it's their week to do dishes or clean up the room like they're supposed to. But you gave them a mandate. If it left up to them, it'd be junky all the time. Mm. Or you'd be eating off of dirty dishes if yeah. it was left up to them. <laughs> but you gave them the mandate, get the dishes done, clean your room, make sure this house is straight. And that's what God tells us. You know, he gives us the mandate, but we have to be obedient enough to follow and obedient enough to listen to what he is telling us. And as we're winding down, we have eight minutes, a little, a little over eight minutes left, and you're listening to the man in the, the man in the mirror with host Hezekiah Montgomery and co-host a co-host, um, Nichelle Johnson. Um, as we're winding down, Nichelle, do you have um, any closing remarks or you know any other you know nitbits? You know, not too many, not too 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 <laughs> many. Now, two, 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 okay. too many. Okay, okay, you know, from, okay, we get it. From, Has a guy. Okay, from, <laughs> from the war room, you know. Because if you tell the whole story, you know, in August comes, you know. <laughs> you know, I don't want nobody no, coming no, looking I, for I, me because I'm going to hide. No, no. Um, I actually had two things that I wanted to say, and, and uh, both are actually um, challenges to our listening audience. So, you know, I challenge you today to uh, think about your prayer life and how mm-hmm. um, it is affecting your your faith in God and to seriously consider uh, increasing your prayer to God and definitely look for that place, that quiet place, even and if you can't find a, a place, a certain area, a quiet time where you can give God um, your attention so that you can pray for some others and then wait for his response on what's going on with your life because he he will answer you if you're listening. And God will bring things to pass if you keep on believing that's what he'll do. So I challenge everyone today to increase their prayer life, to find that time or space where you can be totally God and you can give him 100% of your attention and listen to him after he's listened to you. Uh, and the and the other challenge I have is for um, folks to go and, and see the movie. The movie comes out, the, the date right now is um, August 28, 2015. The movie comes out. And I'm sure we'll be posting here and there about the movie, but... Uh, I challenge you to go check it out because it allows you to see some real-life experiences. And I was trying to leave one of these spoiler alerts, one of these spoilers, I was trying to leave it out because you were talking earlier about um, 
the the husband thinking the wife was trying to uh, poison him, and it was a really deep reason why he thought that he he had just went upstairs and saw some things that were going on, and so you know that the movie and all of the examples that it gives us and how you know they were showing people how to really increase the, the prayer life. You know it's real. This thing is real. The struggle, you know, people like saying that the struggle is real. You know, we struggle with our our minds and the thoughts and things that are going on there. We struggle with our mouth. We struggle with our heart. We struggle with our flesh. You know, we struggle every single day. And if you want to, well, actually, I'm going to take that back. You can't, you and your natural form cannot win any struggle you have. You can't win it. It has to be won through prayer. And so I challenge you all to go see the movie August 28, 2015, and to start warring in prayer. Amen. Amen. And here is the other challenge, because I've been thinking... I challenge you to go buy the book. Mm. And if you go buy the book, you have between now and August 28th to get yourself ready. Because people always say, well, what is the movie going to be like if I've written a book? Well, if I've read the book, I challenge you to go buy the book because I'm going to get it myself and read it so you be better prepared for the movie. Because, again, everything that's talked about is real and written in the real world today. We battle every day. And, again, like I said in the beginning of the uh, uh, this episode, I'm like, okay, war room. I'm thinking, okay, we're going to go see an Army picture. I'm like, for real? <laughs> what is this Army picture going to be telling me? You know, but the Lord had to change it around because it's not a physical battle we're dealing with. It was It was a spiritual battle because we always fight physically. That's the easiest thing to do. But... Uh, the hardest battle is when you're in that spiritual battle and you, that spiritual warfare, warfare, and you want to always try to do it your way. But with the faith and God and his guidance, we can learn to do it his way. Um, and as we're closing, I'd like to thank all of you who have been listening this evening. Remember, it is on demand, so if you get a chance tonight, you'll be able to pick it up within the next 30 minutes and listen to it. This was a good show because we discussed mustard seed faith. Let's put our faith in action and be on the move. Let's continue to pray and get our war room ready. Please go to my website at www.hezekiahlmontgomery.com. And, you know, please sign my guest book so I can start, you know, emailing you guys and sending you different things that are going on because this show is definitely going to be on the email for all those who are listening. And, you know, those who, you know, those who want it, I'm going to make sure that, you know, we email it to you that, you know, you get a chance to listen to it and hear a little bit about the war room. We're still doing the fundraiser for, we're still doing the fundraiser for Rediscovering Kai. Check out my website and hit the GoFundMe link, and it will take you to the back, uh, backer page. Please support the play, which will, you know, we're tweaking it 
Um, and as soon as we get the money together, then we'll be able to give a better understanding of when we'll ha- the play will be out. Our goal is to raise $5,000. Again, please sign and support um, Rediscovering Kai because I'm excited. People are asking about it and Rediscovering Kai, the play, and it will be a reality. And you guys have been great tonight, Michelle. I do appreciate and thank you for tonight's show because it was a great show. And this is Hezekiah L. Montgomery signing off, and I'll see you at the mirror. I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to know tonight you got faith. In your trial, in your test, in your heart.